You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 272. We'll be reading from the Holy Bible easy-to-read version, which is used by permission from Bible League International. We will be reading the entire book of Zephaniah, another one of the minor prophets. As always, there is more gloom and doom with hope at the very end. I'll be giving a more detailed introduction in just a moment. We're also beginning a new book in the New Testament, the book of Philippians, written by Paul. He basically tries to tell the followers that it's okay to be in prison, that the word of the Lord will continue to spread. I will also be giving a detailed introduction to Philippians later in this episode. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Zephaniah, an introduction. The book of Zephaniah is about God's power and judgment. The prophet Zephaniah speaks to God's unfaithful people. He tells them that a special time of judgment is coming. It is called the Lord's Day of Judgment. On this day, God will show his power once and for all. It will be a terrible day, a day to fear. On this day, God will judge all the wrong things people have done. But Zephaniah also says the day of the Lord will be the happiest day ever. True, it is the day that God will judge his unfaithful people, but it will also be a day of great blessing. People from all over the world will gather in Jerusalem to worship and follow God. All the proud and wicked people will be gone. God will allow only the humble people to remain in his holy city. These are the people who have put their trust in God. The book of Zephaniah teaches that God is in control of the world. He is powerful and will do what he has promised. He will punish the proud and wicked people of the world. But he will show mercy to the humble people who trust in him. In the book of Zephaniah, the prophet announces the Lord's day of judgment for the world and Judah. He calls for people to change their lives and announces that the Lord will punish Judah's neighbors. And finally, the prophet announces judgment and a better future for Jerusalem and the nations. Zephaniah chapter 1. This is the message that the Lord gave to Zephaniah. He received this message during the time that Josiah son of Ammon was king of Judah. Zephaniah was the son of Cushi, who was the son of Gedaliah. Gedaliah was the son of Amariah, who was the son of Hezekiah. The Lord's day for judging the people. I will destroy everything on earth, says the Lord. I will destroy all the people and all the animals. I will destroy the birds in the air and the fish in the sea. I will destroy the evil people and everything that makes them sin. I will remove all people from the earth. This is what the Lord said. 
I will punish Judah and the people living in Jerusalem. I will remove from this place any sign of Baal worship. No one will remember the priests who serve the idols there, and those who go up on the roofs to worship the stars will be forgotten. They claim to worship me. They say, We promise to follow the Lord. But they also worship the false god Milcom. So I will remove any memory of them from this place. They have turned away from me, the Lord. They have stopped following me. They no longer ask me for help. Be silent before the Lord God, because the Lord's day for judging the people is coming soon. The Lord has prepared his sacrifice, and he has told his invited guests to get ready. On that day of sacrifice, says the Lord, I will punish the king's sons and other leaders. I will punish those who follow strange customs of worship. Yes, I will punish the people who worship foreign gods and those who fill their master's house with lies and violence. At that time, says the Lord, people will be calling for help at Fish Gate in Jerusalem and mourning in the new part of town. They will hear the sound of destruction in the hills around the city. You people living in the lower part of town will cry because all the traders and rich merchants will be destroyed. At that time, I will take a lamp and search through Jerusalem. I will find all those who are satisfied to live their own way. They say, The Lord does not. He does not help and he does not hurt. I will find them and I will punish them. Then others will take their wealth and destroy their houses. Those who built houses will not live in them, and those who planted vineyards will not drink the wine from the grapes. The Lord's day for judging is coming soon. It is near and coming fast. People will hear very sad sounds on the Lord's day of judgment. Even strong soldiers will cry. The Lord will show his anger at that time. It will be a time of terrible troubles, and a time destruction. It will be a time of darkness and gloom, a black, cloudy, and stormy day. It will be like a time of war, when people hear horns and trumpets and the defense towers and protected cities. I will make life very hard on the people, says the Lord. They will walk around like the blind, not knowing where they are going, because they sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be spilled on the ground. Their dead bodies will lie scattered on the ground like manure. Their gold and silver will not help them. At that time, the Lord will become very upset and angry. The Lord will destroy the whole world. He will completely destroy everyone on earth. Zephaniah chapter 2. God asks people to change their lives. Come together, you disgraceful people, and change your hearts before you become like a dry and dying flower. In the heat of day, a flower will wilt and die. You will be like that when the Lord shows his terrible anger. So change your lives before the Lord 
shows his anger against you. Oh, you humble people. Come to the Lord. Obey his laws. Learn to do good things. Learn to be humble. Maybe then you will be safe when the Lord shows his anger. The Lord will punish Israel's neighbors. No one will be left in Gaza. Ashkelon will be destroyed. By noon, the people will be forced to leave Ashdod. Ekron will be empty. New people living by the sea who came from Crete, this message from the Lord is about you. Canaan, land of the Philistines, you will be destroyed. No one will be left alive. Your land by the sea will become empty fields for shepherds and their sheep. Then the land will belong to those who are left alive in Judah. The Lord their God will care for them and let them enjoy great success again. Then they will let their sheep eat the grass in those fields. In the evenings they will lie down in the empty houses of Ashkelon. I know what the people of Moab and Ammon did. They embarrassed my people. They took their land to make their own countries larger. So, as surely as I live, says the Lord all-powerful, the God of Israel, Moab and Ammon will be destroyed as completely as Sodom and Gomorrah. Their land will be overgrown with weeds. It will be like a land covered with salt by the Dead Sea. My people who are left alive will take that land and everything in it. The people of Moab and Ammon will be punished for being so proud and for insulting the people of the Lord All-Powerful. The Lord will terrify them because he will destroy their gods. Then everyone in all the faraway lands will worship the Lord. People of Ethiopia, this even means you. The Lord's sword will kill your people. Then the Lord will turn north and punish Assyria. He will turn Nineveh into a pile of ruins, as empty as a desert. Flocks and herds will live among the ruins, as well as all kinds of wild animals. Owls will sit on the pillars that are left standing. Their calls will be heard coming through the windows. Crows will sit in the doorways. The fine cedar wood in the buildings will be ruined by the weather. Nineveh is so proud now. It is such a happy city. The people think they are safe. They think Nineveh is the greatest place in the world. But it will be destroyed. It will be an empty place where only wild animals go to rest. People who pass by will mock and shake their heads when they see how badly the city was destroyed. Zephaniah chapter 3 Jerusalem and the Nations Oh Jerusalem, city full of sin! You have turned against God and mistreated your own people. Your people don't listen. They refuse to make things right. They don't trust the Lord. They don't show any need for God. The leaders are as frightening as roaring lions. The judges are like hungry wolves that hunt at night and by dawn have eaten everything. The prophets there are always making secret plans to get more and more. The priests don't show respect for what is holy. They disobey God's teachings. The Lord is still in that city, 
and he does what is right. He does not mistreat anyone. Every day, he makes fair decisions for them. Not a day passes without his justice. But those who are wicked keep on sinning without feeling any shame. I have destroyed nations, tearing down their defense towers. Their streets are in ruins, and no one goes there anymore. Their cities are empty, no one lives there. I thought this would make you respect me. I thought you would change and do what I wanted. Then I would not destroy your city. I would not punish you the way I planned. But you wanted only one thing, to continue doing nothing but evil. So just wait, says the Lord. Wait for me to stand and judge you. I have the right to bring people from many nations and to use them to punish you. I will use them to show my anger against you. I will use them to show how upset I am and the whole country will be destroyed. Then I will change people from other nations so that they can speak the language clearly and call out the name of the Lord. They will all worship me together, shoulder to shoulder, as one people. People will come all the way from the other side of the river in Ethiopia. My scattered people will come to me. My worshipers will come and bring their gifts to me. Then, Jerusalem, you will no longer be ashamed of the wrong things your people do against me, because I will remove all the bad people from Jerusalem. I will take away all the proud people. There will not be any of them on my holy mountain. I will leave poor and humble people there who will look to the Lord for help. The survivors of Israel will not do bad things or tell lies. They will not try to trick people with lies. They will be like sheep that eat and lie down in peace and no one will frighten them. The happy song. Jerusalem, sing and be happy. Israel, shout for joy. Jerusalem, be happy and celebrate. The Lord stopped your punishment. He destroyed your enemies' strong towers. King of Israel, the Lord is with you. You don't need to worry about anything bad happening. At that time, Jerusalem will be told. Be strong, don't be afraid. The Lord your God is with you. He is like a powerful soldier. He will save you. He will show how much he loves you and how happy he is with you. He will laugh and be happy about you like people at a party. I will take away your shame. I will make them stop hurting you. At that time, I will punish those who hurt you. I will save my hurt people and bring back those who are forced to leave. I will give them praise and honor everywhere, even in places where they suffered shame. At that time, I will lead you back home. I will bring your people back together. I will cause people everywhere to honor and praise you. You will see me bring back all the blessings you once had. This is what the Lord said.
Philippians, an introduction. Philippians is the most personal letter Paul wrote to a church. It shows how well he knew the believers in Philippi and how much he loved them. Paul wrote this letter while he was in prison, waiting for trial. This could have been in Caesarea or Rome, see Acts 21 through 28, or it may have been earlier when Paul was in Ephesus, see Acts chapter 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 8 through 10, and chapter 11 verses 23. It was not unusual for a friend of a prisoner to write a letter to encourage the prisoner. But in this letter to the Philippians, Paul does just the opposite. He is the prisoner, but he writes to encourage them. He does not want the believers in Philippi to think that being in prison is shameful for him. He does not want them to be discouraged about what is happening to him. He does not want them to feel hopeless as they face hard times without him. So he reminds them of the reasons they have to be joyful and he encourages them to continue living boldly as followers of Jesus. Paul tells the believers in Philippi to live in a way that honors Jesus. He wants them to follow Jesus' example, and he wants them to follow his own example. He does not want their grief over his time in prison to keep them from living for God. Maybe they thought that Paul's time in prison had hurt his mission of telling the good news. But Paul says that it has actually helped. He is sure that the good news of Jesus will spread even further because he is in prison. Paul had also heard bad news about two women in the church in Philippi who were his co-workers. A disagreement they had with each other was still causing a problem. Maybe this is why Paul decided to send Epaphroditus back home to Philippi earlier than expected. It may also explain why so much of this letter calls for love and respect among believers. Paul offers himself and his co-workers as examples of such behavior, but more important for this purpose is the example of Jesus. King Jesus gave up his high position to accept a humble role as a servant of us all. In this letter, Paul tells the church in Philippi that he is thankful for them and asks God to give them wisdom. His time in prison is helping, not hurting his mission, and that they must remain united. They will encourage him by living like Christ. They should honor the co-workers he is sending to them. They should join him in seeking to know and follow Christ. They must deal with the problems in the church. And finally, he expresses his thankfulness for their support. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 26. Greetings from Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all of you in Philippi who are God's holy people in Christ Jesus, including your elders and special servants. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul's prayer. I thank my God every time I think of you, and I always pray for all of you with joy. I thank God for the help you gave me while I told people the good news. You helped me from the first day you believed until now. God began a good work among you, and I am sure he will continue until he completes it on the day when Christ Jesus comes again. 
I know I am right to think like this about all of you because you are so close to my heart. This is because you have all played such an important part in God's grace to me. Now, during this time that I am in prison, and whenever I am defending and proving the truth of the good news, God knows that I want very much to see you. I love all of you with the love of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer for you, that the love you have will grow more and more with knowledge and complete understanding, that you will see the difference between what is important and what is not, and choose what is important, that you will be pure and free from blame, ready for the coming of Christ, that your life will be full of the many good works that are produced by Jesus Christ, to bring glory and praise to God. Paul's troubles help the Lord's work. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know that all that has happened to me has helped to spread the good news. All the Roman guards and all the others here know that I am in prison for serving Christ. My being in prison has caused most of the believers to put their trust in the Lord and to show more courage in telling people God's message. Some people are telling the message about Christ because they are jealous of me and want people to follow them instead. Others share the message because they want to help. They are doing it out of love. They know that God gave me the work of defending the good news. But those others tell about Christ because of their selfish ambition. Their reason for doing it is wrong. They only do it because they think it will make trouble for me in prison. But that doesn't matter. What is important is that they are telling people about Christ, whether they are sincere or not. So I am glad that they are doing it. I will continue to be glad because I know that what is happening will result in my freedom. This will come through your prayers and the spirit of Jesus Christ that God has provided. I have the surest hope that I will not have any reason to be ashamed. I am certain I will continue to have the same boldness to speak freely that I always have. As long as I am here in this body, I want to bring more honor to Christ. It doesn't matter whether I live or die. My only reason for living is to serve Christ and dying would be even better. If I continue living here on earth, I will be able to work for the Lord. But what would I choose, to live or to die? I don't know. It would be a hard choice. I really want to leave this life and be with Christ. That would be much better for me. However, you people need me here alive. I am sure of this, so I know that I will stay here and be with you to help you know the joy that comes from growing in your faith. When I am here with you again, you will be bursting with pride over what Christ Jesus did to help me. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 29 to chapter 24, verse 4. Number 18. Who is always in trouble and miserable? Who gets into fights and arguments? Who gets hurt for no reason and has red, bloodshot eyes? Anyone who stays out late drinking wine and trying all kinds of mixed drinks. So be careful with wine 
It is pretty and red as it sparkles in the cup, and it goes down so smoothly when you drink it. But in the end, it will bite like a snake. It will sting you with its poison. Wine will cause you to see strange things and to say things that make no sense. You will lie down and think you are on a rough sea. You will feel like you are at the top of the mast. And you will say, They hit me, um, but I never felt it. They beat me, um, but I don't remember it. I wish I could wake up, or then I could go and get another drink. Number 19. Don't be jealous of evil people. Have no desire to be around them. In their hearts, they plan to do evil. All they talk about is making trouble. Number 20. Good homes are built on wisdom and understanding. Knowledge fills the rooms with rare and beautiful treasures. Thank you, everyone. That was day 272. Join us for day 273. We will begin the book of Jeremiah. I'll give a detailed introduction to this reluctant prophet. We're also continuing in the book of Philippians. And Paul writes to the Philippians how they should act in his absence. That they should be bold before their adversaries. And he directs them as to how they should live with each other. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.